Hi, thanks for tuning in. I'm Danny Hill, the monk on a motorbike. Today my guest is meditation teacher Kirsten Kratz. Born and brought up in Germany, Kirsten has practiced Buddhist meditation in Asia and the West since 1993. She started teaching in 2006 and since 2015 she has been teacher in residence at Gaia House Meditation Centre in the UK, supporting those on personal retreat there. Her love and understanding of the Dharma has been strongly influenced by, among others, the teachings of her friend and teaching colleague, the late Rob Burbia. One of her particular passions is exploring how wisdom teachings can foster appropriate responses to the challenges of our time, and Kirsten sees her involvement in activism as an important expression of her practice. She is co-initiator of the Dharma Action Network for Climate Engagement, Dance, and supporting teacher at Freely Given Retreats. If you enjoyed this episode or any of the other Monk on a Motorbike podcasts, please write a review on Apple Podcasts or any other platform that you use that accepts reviews or ratings. It really helps to spread the word. Thanks. Enjoy. So, hi, Kirsten. Hello. <laughs> thank, you for, thank you for taking the time out from your schedule to come and talk to me today. That's great. Um, so, just roughly, I don't... I've, the idea today is I just wanted to talk to you about your life as a meditation teacher, a Dharma teacher, and, you know, your life at Guy House. So I just thought if we could maybe start sort of from the beginning and where you grew up um, and how did that lead you into discovering the Dharma? Okay, great. So first of all, hi, hi, Danny. Nice to see you again. <laughs> And I just said to Danny, for those who are listening, that it's not not something which I normally do. So it's a little bit uh, a new a new um, uh, context for me to speak about myself, to speak about the Dharma. So I grew up in Germany. Um, always loved traveling. Um, traveled to West Africa, traveled to Southeast Asia, was really, really always very, very, very keen from an early age on to really visit other cultures. I really wanted to get to know other people. It was a real uh, curiosity in me. And I always wanted to travel to India uh, from a very early age. There was something after listening to a record, actually, my parents had um, of Ravi Chanka and Yehudi Menuchin. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know this one. And I just heard it and I wanted to go to India, like this idealist vision of India. And I was maybe 10, you know. So... Um, in my late 20s, after traveling in Asia, I also wanted to travel on my own and decided to spend some time traveling on my own in India. So I flew to, Indi I flew to India, landed in what is called now Mumbai, didn't have a clue where to go. Um, back then, you traveled through uh, to, to, to the city, actually, to the center of, of Mumbai, Held like hours, hours through slums. So it was really not like, a, uh, oh, this is wonderful, you know, and this is something, of course, I encountered already um, in my other journey. So it wasn't uh, uh, complete, still shocking, of course, on a very human level, but it wasn't unexpected. And I landed in, 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 in Mumbai and I knew after um, about 
two hours that I would stay a long time. Oh, really? Really? No idea why. No idea why. So I traveled for 10 months through India on my own. And in the end, uh, I met some others and they were going to a Vipassana, a meditation retreat in the tradition of, of Goyenka in Jaipur. So I said, uh, 10 months, uh, 10, 10 months, that's how it felt at times, a 10 days retreat in, in, in Chaipur. It was so difficult. You know, I had to God, I've really, really, really struggled with it. You know, I really wanted it to be over 11 hours sitting, no walking, um, 11 hours sitting, one hour of it without moving. It felt like torture. So it was not like I had this great awakening, <laughs> absolutely not. And I ended the retreat and I knew I would do it, do something like this again. So something in it spoke to me. And before also in, in, in Southeast Asia, I got a, um, a little leaflet, why to become a Buddhist. And the first thing they, what was written in this little pamphlet was, um, the principle of non-harming of Ahimsa and it really really spoke to me so I returned to the west um, for two months to um, uh, move out of the community I was living in to return back to India and heard at the end of the retreat in Chaipur that there is this Western inside meditation teacher called Christopher Titmus, who gives every year uh, retreats in Bodh Gaya. So I came back to India and I was sitting uh, uh, a retreat in a completely crowded uh, temple room in Bodgaya, sleeping under a mosquito net on the, on the veranda. If every one of us had like a, a sleeping mat, a straw sleeping mat of about 80 centimeters and then 20 meters at each side and a mosquito, that was it. And I absolutely loved it. I so fell in love with the Dharma. I have so something really um, also like how, how it was taught by Christopher Titmus makes and really ignited a fire. So this really um, was an absolutely influencing the next seven years, uh, being mostly um, in Asia and practicing there, you know. Um, also, a part of it first, you know, there was a really a life sangha, um, and there was also a, a really reflecting back that this is something really worthwhile doing. So um, again, he probably wouldn't say it today. So Christopher Titmus would say something along the lines, if you take this serious, you will burn your passport. Really? <laughs> you know, and it just came, it just came. I was the right age, you know, I was in the right position or in the wrong position. Depends how you see it. You know? yeah. <laughs> I was seducted. I was seducted, you know, and, and for forfeiting my maybe very, very, very successful career as whatever to actually really dedicate a lot of my, the next, the next years to, 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 um, to, um, Dharma practice. This is also how I heard about Gaia House and they just 
were bu buying the new property over the hill in Gaia House before it was in Denbury. And at each ending of each retreat, um, they would speak about that they're looking for volunteer, um, volunteer staff. And um, so I decided um, to become, to, to, to visit Gaia House for the first time, to visit Devon for the first time, to do a work retreat in Gaia House just as they were moving. And then I decided to become a volunteer staff there. So I don't know if you want to hear more, but this is how I ended up in this context, you know, also in, in Gaia House. And back then, a lot of people came via India. Okay, wow. So, yeah, there's there's, there's a lot of information packed in there. Do you mind <laughs> if I unpick bits of those? Cause I'm, Please do, I'm really, yeah. You know, if your, your Goenka experience is very similar to mine. I remember my first one. I thought I'd go in and bliss out after a few days, and I'd probably be enlightened after a couple of retreats. Did you think? <laughs> yeah, yeah, really, really nice. And I remember thinking it was the most unpleasant. Oh, I just it was the most awful experience. And then when I left, about an hour after I left, something clicked. I went, "Ooh, something happened there. Something very profound." And then I, uh -huh. moved on. but so like you, I said I've written it off. But that that's just an aside. So that's uh, interesting. So you you did the first one with Goenka. That was pretty difficult. But you you got an idea that this was actually quite something. And then you went to the the famous Bulgaria retreats with Christopher. That that was obviously not quite as torturous. I'm taking it. And you something flared up or was it just uh, something really i mean i said you know like a, a fire was ignited you know a spark yeah. and you know it, i can't even say exactly what it was it made so much sense it made so much sense it made sense on a cognitive level and it made also sense on a really heart and you know and could say soul level something you know my whole being was like I want I want to 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 um, uh, dedicate my my more time to this. Wow. Yeah. yeah, there's the sense of mystery, the sense of of possibility, and again, didn't mean that the retreats were necessarily easy. Yeah, or that I had uh, a lot of whatever uh, amazing experiences, but there was something really, and and I absolutely loved also. Because it was so simple, it was so bare bones, you know, uh, 150 people in very, very, very crowded conditions. I knew why silence is really, really gives actually space, you know, I just loved it, you know. Um, there was something which really spoke to me. And um, also to be reflected back certain certain patterns, certain ways of seeing and to have this, you know, as it's also, you probably know it well, you know, and a re teacher reflects something back and you see it and you just have to laugh. Yes, this is what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> and the sense of relief and release it brings. So, and of course, also a lot, uh, like also, also openings and so forth, but there was something more not about to go after the yeah, it was really something that really spoke to me, and I can't, it's really hard to put it in words, you know, in in a short way. Yeah. Yeah, but it obviously struck a, a very strong chord, uh, didn't it? Yeah, yeah absolutely. It's, mm -hmm. so, so you said, so after that, there was about sort of seven years of just really, really getting into the practice. Was that in India? Was that in England? What, what was the rough format? What, what were you doing? <clears throat> 
So it was a lot of time spending time in India, also a lot with uh, self-organized retreats. So just staying in a place and retreating. Um, I spent time to do this also in, in Sri Lanka. So I, I spent some time in Nilambu, with then when still um, Godfrey was, a, was alive. Yeah. yeah. And then um, we also rented a house um, in Kendi, actually close to where then uh, Analayo, who is now teaching America, was was actually um, living. So we were um, a little bit associated with his uh, with his residency, and we practiced together. So we 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 spent time, I think, half a year there. Where in um, where where was that? This was Sri Lanka in, oh, in Kendi, yeah. So half a year. So it was a lot self-organized retreats, really. Mm. Um, in 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 Nepal, um, we um, went up a hill, um, which was just before the rainy season. I just wanted to tell the little anecdote. Um, and then this this monk came with other monks, you know. And so we just approached this Tibetan monk and said, "Is it possible to practice here?" He said, "Yeah, yeah, 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 yeah. You can stay here." So we stayed there for for three months. We didn't have a clue, you know. It was like you know, it was called Özeling, and it actually was a monastery of Tsokni Rinpoche. Oh, really? Okay. And the monk we met was Tsokni Rinpoche, but okay. we were, oh, yeah, yeah. it was great. <laughs> it was like. So it only dawned off to us, you know, in the coming weeks, you know, yeah. that we've actually the gravity, quite blessed, yeah. really quite blessed, yeah. you know, and we stayed there for, I think, three or four months, yeah. Mm. So, like, this was, like, really this extended periods of 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 of, of practice, self-organized practice in the past with let group retreats or personal retreats in Gaia House, mm. yeah. So that's that's quite full on. So even even quite early on, you know, because it takes quite a lot of discipline to do self retreat. So to go from just a couple of retreats onto that kind of thing is, yeah, you had a lot of motiva motivation going on there. Yeah, I think the part of it, I loved it, you know, and I would do it now differently also. You know, <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's not that I would do it exactly, but in hindsight, you know, of course, we can always adjust. Yeah. And then I also, after Asia, I then came to, to France. We were invited to stay in the Zen Center, which um, was, um, you know, which started by Martin Aylward. So we stayed there and then we moved out. So it just was like really... The main reasons and for for me to actually leave a place or decide to go to a place was really Sangha. And this is also how I then came back or came 17 years ago to, to, to back to Devon, back to Devon or settled here. Yeah. You mentioned a few times when you were organizing yourself, you said, we did, did you have a Sangha that you were doing it with? Or? Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a shifting Sangha. Yeah. Yeah, it was a shifting zanga, but it was uh, with 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 friends. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's really nice. So you had a little. Oh, it was great. Yeah. Well. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. 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 And, and how did you find out about the places? Um, 
God, good question. You know, I just told you the story about going up a hill in Kathmandu, you know, Özeling. This is how we found out about the place. Uh, if you are traveling and you practice a lot, you hear about places. Yeah. And the format we we got from actually sitting group retreats. So we had an idea of the structure of the format that would be helpful. It worked for us. So we would just adapt this. Yeah. And after my, my then partner and me were also both at different times coordinators in Gaia House, or back then it was managers. Um, and other friends were managers in Gaia House. We just knew the structure. We knew how to do it you know, in terms of framework that is, you know, workable. It's not the yeah. only one, but we knew how to do it. Oh, let's have a work period, you know, let's do this, 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 and this, you know. And then it's actually really easy. You know, it's and like, when you're doing the self-retreats, would you do, would you be sort of practicing like a Goenka style quite intensive or? No, no. People would do different things. But we would be much more. I never returned back to actually to do um, Goyenka style meditation. This kind of tools, which I think are great, like with the body scanning and the, the Anapanasati, you know, with the, with the breath awareness. I never did it like this again. Yeah. Um. Um. But much more based on the very, then very classical unfolding of a group retreat of inside meditations, you know, in this bigger teaching biotope of Gaia House and IMS, you know, which would be, you know, going through the foundations of mindfulness. Yeah. And did you, I'm just intrigued about detail. Did you do the very early starts and not much sleep or was it a bit more, a um, bit less rigorous or? was less vigorous. Um, again, you know, again, it's, it's really interesting. Um, I think what became very clear very early on, nothing against vigor, you know, I, 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 I did a, a, a retreats, like a two-month retreat where I would get up at, like, say, four o'clock or earlier and have my first sit at four o'clock, but not because I had to, but because this was my rhythm. You know, this was just a rhythm. I became a very early morning person, yeah. And I think as many others, it's a, it's a whole other topic, but I just want to at least mention it shortly. Vigorous has an attraction absolutely to really give oneself to something and to also stretch ourselves a little bit. I think it's really important but it's not helpful if it comes from harshness. Yeah. And I think a lot of us, including myself, we may come to practice actually with a lot of unquestioned, even unidentified harshness towards ourselves <laughs> and get in all kinds of pickles. Yeah. It's a very English expression, yeah. <laughs> it's a good um, so, 
I think it became quite key, quite early, and it was a painful recognition, you know, that this, you know, I'm getting up at three o'clock and sitting, you know, it just doesn't work for my heart. It needed to some, you know, not that I can't do it, but the place from where I came from had to be really questioned. Yeah. Does it make sense when I'm saying it like this? No, it makes absolute sense. Yeah. It's, it's something yeah. I, I, it's a place I spent far too much time in just thinking, oh, you know, I should, I should stick with this extremely difficult structure because that's what you, you know, if you just try it harder. Um, yeah. And, quite, and I just have to try a little bit harder. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. If I just work yeah. harder, if I, if I just lift heavier weights, if I run a bit exactly. further, if I, exactly. and, and, and one day it dawns on you, it doesn't work like that, and you start being kind to yourself. And, and, and kindness doesn't mean that we suddenly don't run the extra mile, but we come from a different place. And we might even run two extra miles because we're coming from a different place. Yeah, Absolutely. And as you say, if, if your rhythm works with getting up at 4 a.m., that's fine, but you don't have to force yourself into it if it's not working for you. Yeah, and I had to do it to see this that this is happening, yeah. you know. Yeah. And and I, I think sometimes it's quite good to go backwards and forwards between these things and sort of, yeah. you know, do, oh, I need a bit of boot camp now, I need a bit of relaxation now. And I think that's another way mm -hmm. of approaching it, isn't it? You know? Yeah, I don't, know this, I don't know the definition of boot camp, but I don't think boot camp will work because it closes the heart. Yeah. But again, it's like something, it took me years, you know, to actually get this. You really get it. <laughs> yeah. I remember listening to, to an Ajay Shanti interview. And you know Ajay Shanti? Uh, yeah, I've heard of him. Yeah, he, yeah. he said something which I really liked. He said, he said we pe most people, he said, we run and run and run until we reach a point of spiritual exhaustion. And then uh -huh. we just go, whew, and then we relax into the practice. And I think he was talking about that, you know, we strive and strive and strive. And then one day we realize it's, it's just not the way forward. But you have to do it before you work it out. Yeah. Kind of thing. yeah, and part of it, again, is a huge subject. It's a huge subject, actually, to see in myself. I was also very, very um, avid yoga practitioner, you know. I was very religious in my yoga practice. Um, did probably every day two, two hours of yoga. And there was a recognition that actually a lot of my practice and vigor came from, was tinged, you know, and it feels, it feels private to say, but I think it's also important to say, was actually tinged by self-hate. Mm -hmm. Wanting to get rid of something, to become, create something which is better. Yeah. And very, it says, so there is a perpetuation of a very, very painful pattern. And actually, as a, uh, the spiritual practice, in this case, yoga, and it also applied, actually perpetuated this because it never was really seen as such. Yeah. So, um, I think this was really also part of, of, of my personal journey to see this, you know. Yeah. I think, I think that's very common in, in all these yeah. practices. You know, we, we have this yeah. uh, self-esteem issue. And as you say, we try harder, work harder, we'll be this better person. So I think it's very common. I thank you for sharing that. 
they'd say you were doing initially retreats of sometimes a few months, sometimes a few weeks, and you know, all different lengths with your sangha in India, and then and how long did that go for in India before you came back to um, and Sri Lanka before you came back to Gaia House? Well, I don't. I didn't completely hear the question right now. So sorry, no. So so mm. just just going back a little bit. So you, mm. you stayed in India and you're doing retreats of various lengths around mm. the place with the sort of shifting sangha and in in, uh, in Sri Lanka mm. and the Lembi and mm. stuff. But when so how long were you in India before you came back to Gaia House? So I didn't come back for, for, uh, to Gaia House or close to Gaia House for quite some years. But at around 2000, so I was in, I know 2000 because I was in Bodhgaya in the, in the Mahabodhi temple. It's a change of <laughs> millennium change. Um, my then partner and I decided that we wanted to leave Asia. And again, it was very, felt something again, not out of aversion, but it really felt time to move on or not to move on it's not on not to move on it's not the right word but to 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 go back to the west yeah again you know probably have to would be long stories a whole pro it was a long process but it also felt very clear at some point it felt really clear and so we went to stay in, in Tapovan, which was a spiritual community in the south of France, which the place was owned by Martin Aylward. So this continued. So then we were like five years, I was five years in France. And then there was a sense of actually something isn't nourished here. So I, I had to, I really missed, missed Sangha, really. Um, I had some very good friends, but this was really missing. So I decided to move to Devon. Yeah. And uh, to, 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 to Gaia House? Not to Gaia House, but to, into the um, periphery of Gaia House. Okay. So two very good friends of mine, teachers, they were like living here. So I knocked at the door and said, Here I am. <laughs> Yeah. And uh, it felt right, you know, it felt right. Not not necessarily with any particular agenda, other I wanna be more in this in this um in this biotope. I wanna be more in this uh in in a in a in a in an environment where a lot of my yearnings were were more easily met than in very rural France. Yeah. Um, so I didn't have an agenda, a specific one, other than this. It felt so, felt the right place to be. That's all. Yeah. Had you already had you already had these roles as coordinator and things at Gaia House, or is it still to come? So um, I was coordinator in Gaia House in ninety eight, end of ninety seven to ninety eight. Um, returned every year to uh, Devon to be part of the team um, offering the Buddha Dhamma Sangha camp. And I um, came back from India, came back, you know, just 
stopped spending most of my time in Asia in 2000, and I moved to Devon in 2005. It was five years in France. Were you always practicing in the insight tradition? Did you did you try other things? Mostly inside uh, meditation meditation tradition, and also for nine years, I was involved in Diamond Approach Ritwan School, which I found really, really, really helpful. Actually, it gives you you know very very good tools ways to actually deal. It's a little bit like a headline now, but really to deal with the content of your experience and not just transcend it. <laughs> because sometimes we have to deal with the content. Absolutely, yeah. Not something you're involved with now? No, no. Okay. But really, really, uh, really happy that I was involved for, for nine years. Yeah. Really, really helpful. Really helpful. Who who were your main teachers over the years? It's it's oh God. I find this a difficult a difficult question to answer. You know, in the beginning, and again, I was always open because uh, Christopher Titmus didn't didn't necessarily support as I heard it. You know, follow me. But I really love to sit with Christopher in India, with Christopher Titmus in India. And I say in India because I found there was it was a different arising as a teacher in this context. A lot, a lot of social contact. I really, I just loved it, you know. Um, practicing in very, like in Bihar, one of the most... Um, really miserable places in India, you know, a lot of social injustice, a lot of... Um, are you still there, Andy, uh, Danny? Yeah, yeah, by frozen. By just frozen, yeah. Um, you know, it, it, absolutely heartbreaking poverty, and there was something really sobering to actually, and of course, extremely privileged, absolutely, you know, to actually hold this tension to see one's privilege, to see the poverty and to see the injustice. So it wasn't like a pristine, beautiful <laughs> environment, you know, you were really, I felt like there was something really, really um, powerful in this to actually uh, practice in these conditions. So Christopher, this was your question. Listened that with a lot of teachers coming to Gaia House, and um, and I don't mean this or they weren't good enough, but because of my background, also, I never had this. Oh, this is my teacher, you know. Um, I was absolutely influenced by, you know, you know, Christopher Titmus, Christina Feldman, um, Kittisaro, Tanisara, um, Achan Suchito, you know, um, absolutely. Um, um, and, um, but never had like a relationship where I said, oh, this is my teacher. Don't know if this event asking this, yeah. And then I actually um, 
didn't meet Rob Bobea as a teacher, but we were good friends. And because we were in a friendship, I also we very consciously didn't make this teacher, didn't bring this teacher dynamic into our relationship for quite some years, maybe two or three years. And then when we spoke a lot about Dharma, absolutely, but there was never this um, relationship. And um, the more I listened and the more uh, we, we spoke with each other and he shared, so the more, more I was thrown away, completely changed my practice, completely changed my perception of practice, how I perceive it. You know, it was like, it's like, wow, if I would have known 10 years So I would say in terms of influence, also he was never as such my teacher, but he was on one level. So it would be uh, Robert Bea. Yeah. Can I dig into a little bit about this? Yeah. What you're saying there mm -hmm. about how he changed your perceptions and your practice and things. Can you tell me a bit more about that? Yeah, it's 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 difficult to what to what to pick out and also not to get too much down a, a rabbit hole. I think first of all, what I found absolutely brilliant is again, this is my word now, how he mapped out the territory what unfolds in meditation or what can fold in meditation, what it's happening, you know. For me, I couldn't actually connect dots very easily. And I see this now in a lot of practitioners, you know, they have an opening experience and they have, a, uh, again, uh, the heart is closing down, yeah. Um, or, and, and, and or then something is really opening and it gets a little bit scary, but then they never know how they got there. And here, suddenly, I was presented with an understanding of practice with a really vigorously and with really also placed in very, very deep meditative understanding. Say, so, oh, this is happening because da, 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 da. And, this is happening because da, 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 da. And A is connected to B, for example, on this level and this level and this level. And it just completely opened it up for me, completely opened it up. So my whole narrative really changed. So I don't know if this gives you a little bit of an idea. Yeah. It, it does a little, so just a couple of things. So he, mm -hmm. you, he was talking about your practice or practice in general or all of the above. Say it again. So uh, let me, I think my mic's a bit pants oh. here. Mm -hmm. He was talking about, to, you were talking about your practice or practice in general or all of the above. We had just, yeah, in general, yeah, yeah. We had just, I would ask questions, you know, we would speak about something and then it, it would be very, very organic conversations, yeah. So it was not so much question. And it, again, because they were maybe also quite relaxed, you know, something really sunk in, you know. And it so made we, we, complete... Hmm? I'm not trying to lay into anything onto it. Was this sort of like the stages of insight kind of mapping or was this something else? What was the... 
if you know what I mean by that? It was more along the lines, but maybe I don't know if it's a helpful anecdote. Um, in the beginning, Rob was really, really hesitant to speak about what was really alive for him in his practice. Again, we were, we were, we were friends, you know, and um, I knew, you know, he, he was, and I didn't probe a lot, yeah. Um, and um, I uh, um, came upon a, a, a book on emptiness, and there was always something which, which I, you know, not necessarily understand, which was really, really was calling me. Just reading it, even with not understanding it, it made me happy. It's like, wow, that's amazing, you know, just something, and again, couldn't just really something made me smile yeah and um so i bought a book and we i read it um on the way back onto a journey from london yeah and i, I think you know as i remember it in my memory it was oh, that's amazing <laughs> you know? and it was very strict you know um um matiamanica um analytical dismantling but something really spoke to me and maybe seeing my enthusiasm we spoke a lot about emptiness and codependent arising so this was the entry point so not so much stages of insight but more like like oh there was like a fire we both could gather around and then we could we yeah we could we uh, we had this we had a um or let's put it like this one way maybe of putting it something in what Rob was exploring teaching was really meeting something here also in me yeah and this is how it could unfold yeah so it, was it was it sort of like he had a map or uh that he was explaining to, I'm just seeing if I'm getting this right, that's all, you know, that this is how it unfolds, or it was more, um, I'm trying to get us. It's it's really, I really understand why you're asking, and it's really hard to answer it, because okay. you have to imagine conversations between friends. Yeah. I, I suppose yeah. what I get is, is this something he taught, or is this just something that yeah, I'm Yeah, 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 taught, yeah, no, it was yeah. the taught, yeah. yeah. Yeah, this, yeah, this is yeah. this is his way of perceiving the practice yeah. and and how it yeah. unfolded. Yeah, and if he would answer from this place, yeah, and then I would ask, yeah, but what is about this? And then it was, <laughs> <laughs> and it was just, yeah, it was actually really, really, really privileged, you know. But again, really made it this is in a very informal place before even necessarily practicing in this way although this would have gone together also it really opened up my practice yeah and and do you bring this into your own teaching this his yeah. way of saying yeah like, yeah, yeah yeah because this is also what is again i don't want to don't want to come at all from a place of this is the one and only yeah but this is what is alive for me you know this is where i'm excited this perspective this is where i'm you know where i love to what i love to share you know yeah 
Yeah, no, but when we were talking at Goa House, you struck me as you have a very non-rigid approach to the Dharma, which is very refreshing, I think. You don't seem to have a very, you know, it's this system and this is the way it is. It's, well, you know, yeah, bigger and broader than that. Yeah, yeah, because a big part of it is really, and again, it's like the, what, what he brought in is this, seeing all practices as uh, tools, as one could say, ways of looking. Yeah. So we can look at our experience through the, through the perception of the four foundations of mindfulness. And it will open up in a particular way. You know, it will have certain discovering, certain openings will happen with this. We can look at our practice in terms of the Brahma Viharas, each of them again. But you never have to decide which one is it. You know, it would, wouldn't make sense. These are different skillful ways of approaching, holding and relating to one's experience. Yeah can relate to our experience in, in, in terms of the Four Noble Truths. That, so, it did, so because of this, um, this um, for me, redefinition of, let's say, all these different ways one could meditate, it really opened it up. And then one can be more flexible because also then one sees, oh yeah, if I'm practicing, let's say, the Brahma Viharas, it will unfold in this and this way. It will also support Samadhi. Yeah. And it becomes much more fluid how you actually can travel. Yeah, okay. Then, yeah, yeah, no, there's, yeah, this is beginning to, um, now, now I see what you're getting at. The last question on that just takes, yeah, I'm, that's really making sense. So is the suggestion in there that you may choose to say today this week this month i will work through the brahma viharas or I might choose the satipatthana or is it something you'll move towards it and and it'll unfold naturally or what i again is something um um i i take take from rob if someone comes and i don't know if i asked you when you came he said what should i do <laughs> yeah um my next question, and this is uh, again, it's not my, not coming from me, would be: What are you drawn to? Mm. Where's your interest? Where's your heart interested? Yeah, and then I would go with this. Mm. I would never say you should now do this. Yeah. Because again, for for me, it's like everything is an entry. And actually, once we under we, we see the connections, you know. But if this is your entry, okay, let's do this now. Yeah. So it's not again. I because you might know more about how other teachers do it. It's not like you do this and do you do that and then you do this. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen that. that, 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 that yeah, cool. no, please. No, I said you can ask the next question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that 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 and and that. Yes, I I now get a sense of what you're talking about, and it's really nice. Yeah, it's it's very, it's very as you say, it's very fluid. Um, 
that there's an organic movement in there. And, and, there and, is an organic movement, but it's also a quite a clear mapping. Mm. You know, when you, again, I'm not saying I know the mapping, you know, to whatever I'm expert, but you know, for me, the image, so if I'm in a, in a territory and I have a, some idea of the layout, how things connect, I can actually travel in different ways. Sometimes I hang out a little bit more in this corner because it's actually really helpful. Yeah. And sometimes I'm hanging out a little bit more in this corner. Sometimes it's actually really, really good to actually bridge this corner and that corner. <laughs> yeah. So this is my image I'm using rather than it's like a very linear, which anyway, practice isn't linear. Yeah. Absolutely. And you also, you also avoid with that, you know, the maps are very useful, but also very controversial. People quite understand them. So it's very easy to get hung up on, where am I? Am I, am I at the fifth or the sixth? I think I'm at the eighth, but maybe I'm at the seventh. People get very obsessive about it. Very, you can become very goal-orientated, can't you? As opposed to just moving into different areas and patches. That yeah. And I think some, for me, the most important thing is it not the fluidity per se, but it's actually what it really helps is for practitioners to be more and more able to connect dots. They know why they are doing something. They know also more why they put down a particular practice for some time and to pick up another yeah, they know, oh, right now I'm going too much in whatever, like my heart is drying out right now. There's something comes a little bit two-dimensional. Or now I have to bring in some heart qualities rather than, no, I said I will do Samadhi and I'm doing Samadhi. <laughs> <laughs> That's not skillful. Yeah, right. And it's not like it just, oh, I'm just changed, but you understand more what is needed right now. Um um, what 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 do I have to bring right now? Okay, let's put this down for a moment because now I have to really moisturize my heart a little bit. Yeah, you connect dots, you become more familiar. Yeah, and you become actually you can trust more your own inner um, wisdom your own inner guidance because you and you get to know the territory more is there a danger in there that it's very easy to alternatively give up on a practice oh this isn't working i think i'll go for that that isn't working i think i'll try this is that, a, is that a, an issue in there yeah um it it can be it's actually uh, it's a Again, it's one of these big questions. If we reduce our practice to uh, instant effects, yeah, yes. However, in this saying, okay, I, I see like the Brahma Viharas as a particular way of seeing, yeah. You can then say, okay, right now, this way of seeing is not the most helpful. 
there's still more contraction. Something is now I'm poking, but you know, it's working. And, you know, it's like, it's more like this skillful, artful picking up of what does a heart, mind, the cheetah need right now. Yeah. To whatever it needs, you know, to soften, to get moisturized, to have more clarity. Yeah. So it doesn't become oh, this practice doesn't give me now what I want it to give me. So I put it down and do this. So if you say, okay, actually I have now to choose in my in my in my ways of practicing what is the most important, what is the most helpful a way to relate to my experience right now? It's a different, it's a different question, isn't it? It's about how do I relate to something right now? Or let's, let's, whatever, you know, let's emphasize more calm right now. Let's emphasize, um, 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 you know, the, the, the uh, uh, impermanence. That's helpful actually right now. Oh, no, I'm going. Yeah, sorry, please. No, I think as well, it, it sort of encouraged that faculty of wise reflection, doesn't it? Rather than just reliance yeah. on the practice. There, there's a lot more reflection in that and, and, and skillful reflection. Yeah, and I think I don't want to use, not, not at all arrogant, but it, there's actually more intelligence. In mm. Absolutely, <laughs> no. yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, I'm doing this because, mm. yeah. You know, rather something in an extreme case here, I'm, you know, I'm, <clears throat> you know, and there are cases like this. I spent years and years getting completely, um, completely reducing the success of my practice of how long I can stay present, um, feeling the breath on the top of my lips. Yeah. And it's a beautiful practice. It's a great practice. But you see, it's like, it's like, why? You know, why are you doing it? Because there are good reasons to do it. But and I think also it goes it goes right back to the the beginning of our conversation about you know just how you practice the structure if you're going to be very harsh and if you're and you do to a certain extent have to have to go through this don't you to get to that point where you can go actually i need to be a bit more intelligent and reflective about this you I, I don't think everyone needs to do it but a lot okay. of need to go it will come with a lot of harshness you know and this is one i would say this is what probably one of the most common shared first insights when people embark on practice, God, I'm realizing how I'm, how how harsh I am to myself, you know. Yeah, but there's a lot of judgment, and if there is judgment of myself, with it comes always. It cannot be, but judgment of others. They co-arise, you know. The more I hate myself and construct a very tight sense of self, the more I actually will also construct other. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, how did you how did you get into teaching? I was asked. Okay. Yeah. Um, and this is how it was. <laughs> you know, it was 
Yes, it's not. Uh, so I, I was approached by by Jana Apostolik, who was also a good friend. And he asked, "Would you consider um, um, to start teaching?" And this is really how it started. Yeah. So sorry, just just to contextualize it. Actually, I'm, I'm partly yeah, yeah. a little bit chronological. As you, you, we got to the point, you'd arrive back and go a house and knocked on some doors and then and I'm taking you were involved how what was your involvement with Guy House then that then led up to this retreatment okay yeah no, I mean, and I was friends also again it was not I don't want it was not nepotism you know? no 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 <laughs> say yeah but but it was really um I had this image you know and I, th I think it's changing and maybe for good so you know one doesn't Oh, you know, I want to become a teacher. You know, it's like this was a, it was just a cultural conditioning I had. You know, um, and um, I was actually asked before, and I said, "Look, oh God, I'm not ready. I'm really not ready." This was about you know, it's like, you see? yeah, um, and. Um, so Jan Apostolik was one of the teachers in Gaia House, one of the uh, long-term, you know, very established teacher and friend. Very, very, the, the, do you want to give it a go? You know, I just wonder, you know. He was teaching a retreat and said, do you want to assist me? This was actually more. Said, we all. <laughs> give it a go. <laughs> yeah, and this is how it really started. Yeah, yeah. But you were already living there as a retreatant, and you've been there for a while. I was like, no, I was just in the again in the in the wider bio, biosphere. You know, he knew me for quite some time. He knew that I had a long-standing practice and so forth. Yeah, and then with the, with becoming a teacher, so a teacher will ask the other teachers in the then teacher council. I'm thinking of mentoring X, Y, and Z. Has anyone any any uh, strong objection or any concerns? And then a process starts, and the process can take years. It might not even end in someone becoming a teacher. So there's no guarantee, but it's more like then you start a process with someone. Yeah. But was there, because it's, it's quite structured now, isn't it? There's sort of training and things out there. But did you have training, sort of formal training? Or was it just, I say, just... It is, there are different, different strands into it still, right. you know. Okay. Yeah, there is different strands into it. Um, I didn't have any formal training in this, you know, like uh, a form, but depend, what do you mean by formal training? <laughs> well, the, I'm a sort of... What I'm understanding, you know, there might be classes. People, people sort of say, "Well, this is how we teach," or something. No, I was, I was uh, basically uh, mentored by Yanai, mm. so it was very, you know, I would would uh, assist, I would help out in retreats, and he would uh, give reflections, and and so it was very organic in this way. But there are other ways. This was my very specific way. It's not, yeah. This is how it happened for me. And at some, then at some point, um, you know, one gets more and more responsibility. And then at some point, uh, in this case, Jana, the teachers, I think now you're ready. And then 
you can say yes or no or whatever or the, and then also like um as a teacher again the teacher council in Gaia house will can still have a say in it and then that's then then you are don't even know what what the word would be you're authorized this is maybe a good way to put it and then the learning starts <laughs> <laughs> yeah fair enough <laughs> So that, how, yeah, how long huh? do you teach? How long have you been teaching for that? I have no idea. Yeah. Well, yeah, I was going to say. I, I really don't know. Actually, not ten years, twelve years. I have. Yeah, I don't know. And, and are you? Do you, are you a full time teacher? Do you do other things? Yeah, in the beginning, I was still working in child protection. Mm -hmm. Which I found actually really, 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 um, it was rich, you know, to have very different, very different universes, you know. Um, and then, um, I, I moved, but it was more like just the, the, the stress and the, uh, unhealthy, really, somehow uncompassionate atmosphere within child protection that made me leave rather than I wanted to was more this that actually it's really uh, it's not an environment that is particular you know bringing the best out in oneself imagine, yeah yeah, yeah. And do you, do you live on Dharma? Don't mind asking. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's an amazing thing to do. I love what? it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> very, very courageous. I have to say. Oh no, I love it. I feel it, so privileged. I feel it. so privileged. Yeah. But what, what, what do you love about it? What, what does, what does this way of life give you? Um, I love about it that um, I'm offering some things that I love to offer. And it's not commodified. It has yeah. not price tag in it. And I think it's so, it's so, I'm so passionate about it. Yeah. And I have to say, I get some stipend for supporting personal and work retreats. And I find it difficult, you know, and this is basically also because I give a lot of time or the teachers doing it gives a lot of time. And sometimes work and personal retreats, you know, will not be able to give a lot of dana and just to make it feasible for a resident teacher or now uh, to, to actually do this like three, four times a week. They get some stipend for each sessions, for each blocks they come in. So I just really want to mention this. Um, However, um, I have if I find it I find it difficult, <laughs> um, and there is something which I think is, I just yeah feel really really um, um, so privileged to be able to say oh this is given you know we have to stay in relationship with each other, it's precious it's precious. How can I, no, and I really don't mean this as a cliche. It's pressure. I'm giving this and it's out there. And now I'm really trusting the relationship here. Yeah. And you, you'd rather it was 100% done, done, I Yeah. 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 
Yeah. You know, and it was in the during the pandemic, it was, you know, just starting again, yeah. Of course, there was nobody at Guy House. Yeah, 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 yeah. What, what, what do you think teaching gives you in terms of your own practice? Um, I think, especially when I was starting, it was very, 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 very alive, and it still is very alive, but maybe to a lesser degree, is one really has to... Um, take one's own practice serious. You really have to live up to something here, you know. So I, it, it, I think it, it, it's an immense booster to one's own practice. Can you say a bit more about how, how do you mean by you have to take it seriously? You know, like just really to give it the time and also, the, you know, to really want to understand, to 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 apply oneself, to figure out, to make sense, to being also really able to inhabit and know experientially what one is speaking about, yeah, as much as possible, yeah. So, so, so really to 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 take one's own practice serious in this way, you know. So it, it, it kind of up the ante on your own personal practice to be able yeah, to yeah yeah inhabit yeah. that space, lovely. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And do, do you do you feel like what you teach informs your practice in a different way? Do you think? Yeah, I don't know what you mean uh, in a different way, but well, uh, what I just, teach just informs, informs my practice. That, that, yeah, but to forget the different way, but but do you think your, your own teaching informs your practice? Absolutely, yeah, 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 yeah. Can can I ask just about what what your what your practice is now? What, what would be like a rough daily thing, or what you might do? You know, in the moment, because there is a lot going on, I really try to you know practice regularly daily and i think more important is you know and again of course this this vexes and veins but looking at my life through the perspective of my understanding of dharma so there isn't a sense of oh this is dharma and this is my life yeah. Um, and this can take all kinds of different, of course, different expressions and different textures and tastes. But it's, I think this is also one of the privileges that I don't have this, or there is life and then there is Dharma. Yeah. I wouldn't say, oh, my whole life is Dharma, but it's completely uh, intermeshed, intermeshed. Um you know, this is what I think about. This is what I organize about. This is, you know, and this again already. This is an immense privilege. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah. yeah. Just put it on. So. I can see you. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? two-part question one is what joys does your practice bring what what benefits does it bring and the, the second part 
which I'll come back to in a bit, was what difficulties of anything do you, do you encounter with it may it bring? But just just going to start with with the first part. What 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 joys does your practice bring? Don't know if I understand the question rightly. If it's going well, it brings me immense joy. And this well doesn't mean that all the experience are good. Mm -hmm. You know, there's something still so magical about it, you know. And oh, if I can really show up to it, it just hasn't lost its magic, really. So immense joy. Immense joy. And, and, and what, I suppose, looking back on, you know, Kirsten ages ago, discovering the practice compared to Kirsten now, what, what, what do you think it's brought to your life? I think it's really hard to say. I think I'm 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 God it, it, whatever I say or whatever just came to my mind um, right now, it sounds a little bit too cliched. It's uh, it's I think what I really appreciate actually the most right now is a flexibility of views and perceptions. This is actually the biggest gift. I can, oh, okay, what can I bring now to this? Not how should I be? What would be a better Kirsten right now? You know, this is this is not any more operating, more so, but it's more like, okay, what is helpful right now? What What isn't, you know, and helpful, I mean, in terms of really um, skillfulness, you know, what actually is basically reducing suffering, bring more sense of freedom, bring more sense of, being also in relationship, being the most appropriate and attuned to in the relation to a to a situation, and to have there like a real sense of permission to be playful and flexible, rather than having an ideal. I have to be this or that. So in the beginning, I probably had an idea. I will be, you know, <laughs> if I'm a did you have this? <laughs> yeah, that, that's why I'm laughing. Absolutely, it wasn't something I could have articulated. But yes, there was definitely there was definitely going to be this other version of me if I sat. For a, a better version, a, isn't a it? Way better version. It's going to be a massive improvement. It's going to be you know two point seven or whatever it was. <laughs> exactly. So like I'm not I'm not after a better version. <laughs> oh, exactly. Yeah, you know, it just doesn't work like that, does it? <laughs> what a relief, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. After that. <laughs> So that's lovely, yeah, sort of more of a sense of flexibility and spontaneity, yeah. just being present rather than, as you say. And also, like, not spontaneity, yeah, absolutely, but also to see, actually, it's not about, um, it's really about what do I bring now to a situation, what hard quality, what kind of narrative, what kind of stories do I tell myself? Do they limit me? Do they fix me? Do they solidify me, the other, the situation? Mm, this is deluded. Is there anything I can bring that it, it opens up, that there is more um, possibility? Yeah. yeah so no, and, 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 and partly what we were just saying, that this is, this is a, a question I often ask, and it's because of that. It's because people just think there's this standard thing that happens, and, and, it, and it, it, there isn't a standard thing that happens. There's, there's this something else that goes on. So I think it's really nice for, for people to hear that as well. Mm. 
that there isn't going to be this other person that's going to appear on the scene very different, you know, completely perfect. So no great thinking. What 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 difficulties, if any, would you have in the practice now? Time. Time. Yeah. Yeah, I think this is one of my biggest difficulties: time and. Um, really giving myself the time to also, you know, go on retreat and practice. That's my biggest challenge. Really. And then all the other challenges, just the challenges we have, isn't it? Standard issue challenges, yeah. Create hatred and delusion. <laughs> all that stuff. <laughs> not not to take them lightly, absolutely uh, uh, not, but yeah. these are the challenges exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do, do, do you get an opportunity for a regular retreat or is this what you're saying it really is? A... I think I have to redefine again for me in the moment, it's still very much this moving out of the pandemic into a very busy schedule again because the uh, hermitage wings, this is where the personal and work retreats are in Gaia House called the hermitage wing. Since this is running since August, I'm still finding my feet here. The Gaia House is still finding its feet there. You know, it's like this restarting. So it's a moment I have nothing scheduled, you know, but it's also it's also my doing. It's not done to me. Yeah. And um, yes, I will have. I can have. But I have to take it. <laughs> you, you've got to make it happen. I, 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 I can't. I can't blame it on anyone. <laughs> Unfortunately. <Damn. laughs> it's their fault. <laughs> Would be lovely, wouldn't it? Oh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I'm out there. Brilliant. Any, um, any favourite books that have been influential? Seeing that phrase. Seeing the free, that's Rob's yeah. book, I think, isn't it's it? It's a Rob's book. Yeah. And um, it's a very beginning before I even set a retreat. Oh, God, what was it? What was it called? Um, was a book um, by Krishnamurti. Okay, yeah. And there was one, you know, and there was also in this, you know, because he was so dismissive of any, you know, guru kind, you know, follow. Um, yeah. I just was aware, as I'm aware that this influenced me. It was something about freedom, but it was a very small uh, booklet. And um, it just so spoke to me. Really, really spoke to me. You know, then a lot of, of books also which you have heard about, you know, like Jack Cornfield and so forth. But I would say this, this was at the beginning, you know, before I was even sitting in retreat. And then, um, like all the commun uh, conversations I had with Rob, you know, they are, so, so to say, coming together in this book. Yeah. Um, so I was already in... Uh, so to say, immersed in this before it was written, but it was it's there in this book for me. Yeah. 
and this is really not to dismiss another whole lot of um, brilliant, brilliant books that also are there. No, absolutely. But those are the two, those that stand out straight yeah, away. Yeah. That's, that's kind of what yeah. Any advice for anybody just starting out on the path? So I could be flippant. <laughs> I could be sure. flippant. <laughs> Which would, would more emphasize thing really this, this liberating and what, in, what it opens up, you know, and that it would be, God, why not? It's fun, you know. Yeah. And of course, this would completely deny that we also have to, have to, um, um, at, at times face a lot of our inner demons and structures and but just you know like just to see to see the possibility of what is or the potential of what is possible for each human heart mind why would you want to find out this you know it's not about converting, absolutely not. But God, what a what an amazing, amazing potential there is. So now I'm coming more from this, you know, of this uh, pointing, you know. Yeah. So now I, stick stick in and be playful and be have a lot of humor. Mm. See the funny if side. If you can. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> See the funny I side. I mean, it, there is, because if there's humor, there is already some creativity. There is already a degree of non-identification, isn't there? Oh. Yeah. I think, I think one, of, hmm? one of the things I remember Goenka saying in the 10-day course, he, he's, he talked about, you know how you how you can find a good teacher, and he's he, one of the things he said. You know, a good teacher should have a sense of humour. You know, they shouldn't be these very dry people. You know, you'll, you'll notice that they 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 should have a sense okay. of humour about okay. everything. And, you know, he was a very yeah. funny man himself as well. So. Yeah. Great, Kirsten. Anything else you'd like to add? I think I spoke much too much. <laughs> <laughs> And, and if people want to hear your talks, go to the Guy House website on thinking and Dharma Seed and anywhere else. Yeah, yeah. Dharma Seed is probably better, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. There was, I'll, I'll, put, I'll put that on the, um, a link in there. Last thing, you mentioned something very briefly at the beginning, which I meant to pick you up on, and it was, um, which I've heard of a bit, something about, um, I can't remember what it's called, retreats for free or retreats for donations. Uh, freely given retreats. Freely given retreats. Can you just tell me a little bit more about that before we wrap up? So freely given retreats was actually started by two ex-managers of Gaia House, uh, friends and, and ex-colleagues, one of them, and someone who was really involved in Gaia House. And they had this real wish to... <clears throat> emulate what is happening in the Goyenka tradition and also in some of the tradition, I think might be Chill Front style, I'm not entirely sure, in America, to actually have this 
uh, offering of 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 having no upfront payment. Uh, Retreats are truly freely given. Yeah, and they just did it, and it's now running for five years. I think they now um, run about three to four retreats per year. I was doing their regular retreats, and it's very much based. You know, the retreat is freely given, and the dana you give at the end is to enable others to sit retreat, which we actually did also now in the New Year's retreat. First retreat ever where actually people didn't have to pay a deposit at all. We just wanted to have the commitment, we are coming. Yeah. And it was a big step for Gaia House, a really, really, really big step. And I think it's lovely because... um your commitment there in Gaia House was not, we show our commitment by paying a deposit, an amount of money. You know, rather than you are committed. If you are committed, you are coming. You know? <laughs> Let's be grown up with each other here. Is this something they're going to repeat? I hope so. Yeah. Absolutely. There's definitely an openness to it. Yeah. 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 Keep you posted. Yeah. Brilliant. So it's, it's freely given retreats. And if people want to find out more, where would they? Um, so just look under freelygivenretreats.org. Freelygivenretreats.org. Brilliant. And, and, and do, where, where do they tend to be, these retreats? And at the moment, unfortunately, all down here in Devon. Okay. Yeah. But that's potentially going to change, isn't it? If there would be a venue somewhere else, yeah. Again, it's mm -hmm. more the, 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 the problem of finding suitable venues for mm -hmm. like a, a residential retreat. They're, they're not there, like, you know, either they're booked or they're too expensive or, or yeah. It's but easy, openness, it? yeah. Openness to it, yeah. <clears throat> Brilliant. What? Kirsten, thank you so much for sharing. Oh. That, that was really interesting. So thank you for sharing all your time and this amazing life you've had in the Dharma. Yeah, thank you. And I hope it's, you know, it's something which was at least uh, fulfilling some of what you were looking for because yeah, there's definitely. no idea what to expect here. Yeah. No, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Thank you for thank you for giving your time and your energy for this. Really no, no, not a problem. Not a problem. It's, okay. it's, it's great to do. Yeah.